what's happening is we're getting human traffic. But now I'm like, how do I manipulate the situation just to have my friend be more on board? Because I feel, I think she's still too chill in this situation. Right. I look at the driver and I'm like, I'm really not feeling well from the boat. Like, do you mind just stopping? I see a gas station. I'm like, do you mind stopping at the gas station? I'm not feeling well. I just want to go to the washroom. I'm going to get back in the Uber. If you could just stop for a couple of minutes. Right. He's like, no, mamacita. I'm tired. You're my last shift of the day. I don't want to stop. No. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Chemical X Podcast. It's your girl, Veronica. And your other girl, Alessia. And as usual, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment down below, and leave us fab. Leave us five (laughs) stars on all of our audio platforms. And also, if you haven't checked out our website, chemicalxpodcast.com, go check it out and get yourself one of our trucker caps or a baseball cap, whatever floats your boat. They are super cute and super fashionable for summer. So get on that and support our little our little establishment we got going on yeah (laughs) also side note veronica and i are both sick so if you're wondering why it sounds like two different girls are podcasting today it's because it is two different (laughs) girls we're calmer raspier i always wish that my voice was like this all the time like that little rasp i don't like the sound of my voice right now because you're you're in the stage where you're like your nose is blocked you're in the brooke davis stage yeah i'm like in the stage of are you taking vitamins like what's going on why is your cold not healed 100 <laughs> percent. so today we have a little bit more of a serious i guess pod yeah serious topic on a- i wear my bikini <laughs> <laughs> dive right in so we're filming on a saturday which is something we absolutely never do i think the last time we did that was a year ago honestly the sun's coming out and there's one topic I'd rather not speak about. It is a serious topic, but today is it's the day. <laughs> it's this one. So a couple of months ago, uh, during Christmas time, I went to Miami for New Year's and I went with a couple of friends. I can't, I, I, I can't just slide into being serious. It's actually a I know. I don't even know how to do this. <laughs> I know I'm laughing, but like it's really like my most painful story. Yeah, really. <laughs> I feel like it's better to laugh. Better laugh than cry. You're like, I'm going to do both. I'm, yeah. So in December, I had gone down to Miami. You know, it was Christmas time. My friends and I were just like, we're going to get away. We're going to beat the snow and just do New Year's in Miami. Mm-hmm. So I had landed in Miami with not you because you didn't get on your flight. Not me. But actually alone. Yeah. I got on the flight alone. Normally when you get off the plane, you know, my first thought is I'm going to call an Uber. Right. So... When I get to the airport, I start hearing the announcements speaking about human trafficking. They're in like, the airport. At the airport, yeah. They're basically just saying, keep an eye out because it's been happening a lot. And I mm-hmm. guess they've been getting a lot of calls and people miss going missing. Right. So they just like alarmed me there. And yeah. I heard it. And you guys all know if you listen to the podcast that being taken has always been my biggest fear. Like, I think you could agree with that, right? Well, I think we spoke about it in the past, but Alessia's, like, very afraid of getting kidnapped. And I keep telling her no one wants a 26-year-old, 27-year-old. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Allah, maybe you should get a a, a ear necklace. Maybe you'll be (laughs) safe that way. 
but no she'll run to her car even if it's daylight you know like that's yeah. your personal biggest fear yeah I feel like it might be because in another life I was taken and I escaped I don't know what it is but there's this fear I have okay ever since young to right. be honest phobia as yeah you could say yeah and the weird thing about me is that I feel like I'm fearless like I want to jump out of a plane I want to do all these crazy things yeah. I'm fearless but that's the one area where I'm very scared yeah it's very very which weird. i find is funny because i feel like people who are usually like that fearless are, are yeah. no people who are usually afraid of getting kidnapped or afraid of those situations tend to like not travel as much tend to like not do those things but i feel like you're also open to doing that shit yeah. so it's like funny how but like obviously you could be whatever but you know what i mean like i feel like usually people who are really scared of that are like i don't want to go out i don't want to do all this stuff they're a little more yeah I wonder um, if I just trained my mind. When I grew up, I was actually very scared of like roller coasters and heights. Right. I was very scared growing up with that. And I didn't want to be that person. So I would just push myself. Right. So I wonder if that's what it was. And right. if I didn't, I would probably be that in every area of my life. Right. Makes Maybe. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're a guy or girl listening. We have partnered up with the best sponsor for you, which is Every Jewels. So everything that you're looking for when it comes to accessories, whether it's just jewelry or even phone cases, tote bags, anything like that, head on to Every Jewels. And uh, what I love about their stuff is that it actually doesn't tarnish. So you can wear it in the shower. It's waterproof. I actually wear my birth year here so that everybody knows that I am actually not Gen Z and I am <laughs> actually a millennial as much as I try to slide on by. Um, suddenly people stop asking me how old I am because they just, you know, look down on my neck. They see one nine and they say, never mind. <laughs> old. She's old. For a second, I thought you were proud about it. So I was like, no, it's crazy when you start finding out that everyone's in the 2000s. You're like, must be nice. huh? Yeah. If you like me, want to rock your year or any other accessory, head on to every jewels and use our discount code. Chemical X at checkout to receive 20% off your entire order. Whatever. Take an Uber. Everything's fine get to my location everything's beautiful okay so i feel like once you hear that and then you get in an uber and everything's fine you kind of think like well you're invincible like nothing's gonna happen now right but you're aware which is good yeah um then at some point on the trip my nail had broke right so i was like hey i want to go get my nails fixed and it just so happened that because i was there for another like week and a half i was like i'll get it fixed if it was like three four days i would have left the nail and just been like fuck it i'll fix it when i get back yeah so I'm at the nail salon and, you know, the woman starts asking me like, oh, like, how long are you here for? Like, how are you getting around? And I was like, oh, like, I've just been like taking an Uber. And she was like, oh, like, I don't know if you're aware, but human trafficking is really happening. So just be careful. Always have like peppermint spray with you. You never know when you're going to need it. It's been happening a lot. Mm -hmm. So that's when like, you know, I was just like, OK, like, is this a serious like matter? This is really going on. Yeah. But then again, you know, I'm like, OK, whatever. I'm with a friend, you know, like we always think that because you're with a friend, you're it's safe. totally fine. You always feel that like you just feel a little bit more safe. Right. And so whatever that day again, we took an Uber. Totally fine. Everything was good. And at this point, it was just like we all knew about it because then my other friend had flown in and he was like, by the way, did you hear on the intercom at the airport? It's going on. So it was just like everyone was aware of it. Yeah. So my girlfriends and I were going on a boat. Her boyfriend had invited us on a boat and he was like, it's leaving in 45 minutes. Hurry up. So we're like, OK, perfect, whatever. So we call an Uber. And just that day in general, we were kind of making jokes about it. And that's right. how I deal with everything in my life uh, that petrifies me. I'm just like, might as well make a joke out of it. So my friend had called an Uber 
And the Uber car that it had said on the app was not the car that showed up, but it was the guy and everything. Okay. So he was like, my friend was just like, uh, like, why does it say Nissan here? But your car, he's like, oh, I forgot to change it on the app um, because I had switched cars. Right. So then I was like, mm. my friend's like, shut up and get in the car. <laughs> like, don't even, don't even start with me. <laughs> we get to the boat. Everything's fine. Uh, we have a night. On, we have a day on the boat and now we're getting off the boat and whatever. We're a little bit drunk, but I'm still sober. Um, but whatever, we're tipsy. We drank, you know, mm-hmm. and we're getting off and I'm just laughing with my friend and I'm like, uh, you better cover up there. You know, we don't want to get human traffic because our tits are out like. Close up there. Close yeah. up shop. And my friend's like laughing. We're just like making jokes. Yeah. And my security after hearing that human trafficking is happening is just like to always reassure that my window is open. Right. We're in Miami. It's hot. Wasn't that I just, what the nail girl had told you to do? Also? No, it's just always been my thing. Right. I would always make sure that even when I was crossing like a bridge and mm-hmm. we're on water, <laughs> that my window was open. Right. Just in case like the bridge falls or whatever and I have a chance of surviving, like my window's open and I'm not drowning right. and I can't open the door. Good. Okay. The window's open. I can swim out. <laughs> That's <laughs> always been my thing. So you're you not going to die, you know, because the bridge is. No, 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 no. But just because the window's open. I just rather be safe type thing. Yes. But then I'm ready to jump out of a plane. Make it make sense. <laughs> anyway. We're getting to the Uber and I, before getting in and even closing the door, I'm trying to open the the window Mm -hmm. and the window's locked. But now I'm like, I'm getting in the car and I'm just like, I'm telling the Uber driver, even before he's taking off, like my window's not opening. Like I want my window down. Yeah. And he was like, oh, like why? Like I'm going to put the air conditioning. Like we don't need the windows down. Mm Mm-hmm. And that to me was like my first sign of being alarmed because I feel like whenever you get in an Uber, they're supposed to do exactly what you say. It's kind of like I'm paying you do as I say. If I'm asking for the window down, the window should be down. Right. So that was kind of like the first sign in my head Hmm. because why would you fight me? Like he really fought me on, no, I'm going to put air conditioning. Like you really don't need it. So I was like, I was in the car and that really stressed me out. Yeah. And then, um, Again, I was like, can you put down the window? Like, I'm not feeling well mm-hmm. from the boat. Like, please put down the window. Anyway, so I, I'm sitting diagonal from the driver. Like, my friend is sitting in back of the driver mm-hmm. and I'm sitting diagonal. So I see him control my window and put it down like 40%. Right. And then I see him click the button to child lock it. Right. So now I'm like, okay, yo, what the fuck is going on? If I'm asking for the window open, first of all, why do you even have child lock on a window? You can't, you shouldn't. It should be to my discretion. Yeah. So now I see that and I'm not going to lie, I start tripping out. I'm like, what the fuck? I've never in my life had this experience. Now I'm hearing human trafficking is going Mm -hmm. on. It's just like alarming to me, you know? And my friend I'm sitting next to, you obviously don't want to, you want to be discreet about it. You know, you don't want to start making it like known. Yeah. So I'm trying to explain it to her and she thinks I'm paranoid, which I get because my friends know me and I am a paranoid person. Mm -hmm. So I get it. It's like the first thing to do is just brush me off and be like, alas, stop. You know, which I think you would have probably done too, you think? Well, I think anyone would have done that because also when you feed into someone who's paranoid over a situation, it's like... You're just making this worse for everyone. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times, it's like you said the first time the car was the wrong brand. Like if everyone would have fed into that, you're making something where there isn't. For sure. So it's like so hard to judge when someone is worried about something. Like your instinct is just like, no, no, it's fine. Like you're overthinking it, you know? Yeah. 
So we're continuing to drive now. I'm the only one who has a window down and it's 40% and I'm freaking the fuck <laughs> out, okay? And then he starts being like, where are you guys from? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm already like, my mind is there, okay? So now my friend who's in the passenger seat, Canadian from Montreal. I'm, by the way, guys, battling so much right now. I want to kill my friend. I want to kill the driver. I'm like, Alessia, this is... This is the mode where you have to save yourself. Yeah. So I'm like, but all our family is here. Like yeah. our whole family is here and they're waiting for us. Yeah. Like I start saying shit that's like, no one I would start, say. No one would say, you know, like just to save myself. Yeah. And he's like, oh, nice. From Canada. Okay. Now we're continuing to drive. And at a point I'm just like, okay, I'm going to pull out my phone and just see like the distance of where we're going mm-hmm. and the time. Mm-hmm. And I put Waze. Now, I don't know if he was using another app. I don't think he was using Waze. Guys, everything became like foggy to me mm-hmm. at this point. But I see that the the time that it's it's to get to my place and the time on his maps is different. Mm-hmm. Now, look, it could be traffic time Miami, like you're taking a different route. But regardless, the time difference was like about like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that to me like tripped me out a bit. Yeah. So I'm looking at the time. And I'm looking at my friend and I'm just like, look, like, look at the time on mm-hmm. the app and look at the time like it's supposed to be to my condo. But she's still like, OK, chill. Maybe he's taking another route, you know. Yeah. And at this point, I'm like, I'm pretty aware that I feel like what's happening is we're getting human traffic. But now I'm like, how do I manipulate the situation just to have my friend be more on board? Because I th- I think she's still too chill in this situation right so i was like i look at the driver and i'm like i'm really not feeling well from the boat like do you mind just stopping i see a gas station i'm like do you mind stopping at the gas station i'm not feeling well i just want to go to the washroom i'm gonna get back in the uber if you could just stop for a couple of minutes right he's like no mamacita i'm tired you're my last shift of the day i don't want to stop no so now I'm like, okay, yeah, guys, it's one thing an Uber driver doesn't want to open your window. It's another thing now when he's holding you against your will, when you're saying you're not feeling well. Mm-hmm. I'm literally saying I'm, I'm going to throw up. I don't feel well from the boat. I drank. Mm-hmm. Like, please stop on the side. And he's like, no, I'm not stopping. And any normal Uber driver would be like, I don't want you to puke in my car. Yeah. So why are you not allowing me out? Yeah. So I did manipulation there just in order to make sure what was happening was happening. Right. And it was. So now my friend starts tripping, okay? Mm-hmm. So my friend actually works in human resources. So she's very internal. It's not like you're about to say human trafficking. No. <laughs> she actually is a human trafficker. So she knows what's going on. That's actually her only. She's actually, that's why she's telling me to shut the fuck up. So she's very internal and I'm very external, mm. which I think in this situation is a recipe for disaster and also for saving your life. Yeah. So she's kind of like internally just like messaging a bunch of people, sending them their location, telling them that we're tripping out a bit like this yeah. is going on. OK, right. so, but she's not letting me know that she agrees with me. Right. Which I think was the most difficult part because I was kind of just trying to get her approval and agree but she knows how i am and she's like i cannot like feed into alessia because Mm -hmm. now if we both start chipping like god knows what alessia is gonna do (laughs) you know (laughs) i'm better off just like doing my internal work and just ignoring alessia because i know she started tripping when he didn't want when he didn't want to stop i know but she wasn't looking at me right i was looking at her and she wasn't looking at me so um 
then when he's not stopping, I'm like, I start like reacting. I'm like, I just told you I'm not feeling well. Stop the car. Yeah. And then he, the Uber driver starts driving faster. So now I'm like, I'm really like the moment has come in my life. The fear I have feared my entire fucking life. Yeah. It's happening and it's happening in broad daylight. <laughs> so now I start like yelling at the driver and I'm like, open my window. Like I, I can't breathe. Like I'm, I'm not feeling well. And he's like, mamacita relax relax and then he's like fine you want your window open i'll open your window and then opens both our windows okay, okay. to like relieve me from freaking out and stressing because he sees i'm freaking the fuck out right so now he had opened our windows fully but like even the fact that he's like okay fine i'll give you your windows open to shut you up like yeah. that's fucked up right why can't i use my own window you know so then he starts driving faster. And I think like my friend and I just kind of saw red. It was yeah. really like a scary moment. And it was like a moment in the movies where I look at my friend. Our windows are both fully open. And it was like a, I said three, two, one without saying three, two, one. But I looked at her, looked at the window. And that was my cue of like, I'm jumping out of the fucking window. It's right. either it's legs or life at this point, And I'm going to go for life. Right. So. I look at her and I, w and I, guys, I jumped out of the fucking moving vehicle and people are always like, but I don't get it. How did you do it? And I, I wouldn't even be able to explain it because yeah. when you see black, when you, you just, everything to you just, it's you like adrenaline. You're just it's adrenaline. Exactly. You don't think like, oh, I might break a leg. Yeah. I might lose something. Like I thought about taking my bag with me though. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That's it's pretty funny. I don't, I don't know even why, know why I took my bag. Like, I mean, yeah, I know why I took it, but damn it's not like my passport was there and i really needed it and like even though you don't think of those things yeah. you know anyway so the window was open and i got out from what i remember is i got out i put my ass on the window right. so i got out like facing the driver if like that makes like sense. like got i didn't out, like jump this. out like i i like, like face front like yeah. i put my butt like on the window then took my head out yeah. as i'm holding the top of the car right and then like kind of swung your legs out i don't know that part i don't know what i did yeah. but i swung out and i didn't even fall so but at this point when i'm doing that the driver sees me and he's tripping the fuck out so mm -hmm. he's trying to pull my leg back in the car he's freaking out yeah. now you know so he's trying he's trying to yank my leg i know my friend who's right beside me is like what the hell is going yeah. on like i didn't get the sign three two one she's just staring at all this happen you know so i get out of the truck and I'm like running a bit and then I stop to look back because I'm like, uh, hello, like, where's my yeah. friend? The car is stopped, like jump out of the window. So I'm kind of like walking now, but backwards. And yeah. then I finally see her jump out of the car and then she's totally like calm about it. She's yeah. just walking and she's doing her. She's just messaging a bunch of people, yeah. letting them know where we are, sending locations. She's mm -hmm. just walking to the gas station mm -hmm. and I'm like yelling at her and I'm like, run, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like run. So anyway whatever she finally like runs with me we get to the gas station and i think the gas station was the most petrifying feeling mm -hmm. because you're still not out you know like yeah. right now for for an uber driver who's human trafficking i'm a liability right now because yeah. i escaped an uber and now i have the ability to report him and like his life is over right so me being out in the streets out in a in a gas station doesn't make it more safe and in Miami, just being in a gas station, it's it's not exactly like, oh, you're safe. You're near a camera. Yeah. So like, I think that's really when the rush happened for both me and my friend. Mm -hmm. 
we were really like we're in here there's a camera but we don't feel safe you start to feel like everyone is kind of like against you you feel Mm -hmm. like you're in the movie kidnapped like every single thing is happening and it's happening because of what happened to us you know like no one who's coming in the gas station is just putting gas like everybody is linked you know and it's hard to not think that way when you're when you're in a situation where you're like fending for your life yeah so we're in the gas station and i'm just so scared we're gonna get kicked out so i'm there like getting gatorades anything i could think of like i'm shaking i'm I'm pulling out my card i'm trying to pay and like my card's not working because i'm shaking so much so yeah like my hand is shaking i can't even pay my friends in the back of the gas station just sending things so i'm just like i'm trying to like buy things to just like but at this point she's like agreeing she's agreeing but i don't fully still know because she jumped out of the car later Mm -hmm. and she was walking afterwards i still felt like i was alone in this because she was in the back and I didn't know. So right. I'm getting Gatorades and I'm still like, does my friend think I'm crazy right, right. now, you know? Yeah. And then I'm getting Gatorades for us. I'm paying. And then I'm going to her and I'm like giving it to her. And I'm like, do you agree with me? She's like, yes, Celestia. Like, I, I can't talk right now. I'm in shock. Yeah. Like, so I'm like, okay, I get why she didn't tell me earlier. Because mm-hmm. then when she agreed with me, the whole experience at the gas station just leveled up. Like now yeah. I was like, oh my God, you know? Because sometimes when you still feel like it's, sometimes when you're paranoid about something, you kind of know you're paranoid. So in the back of your mind, like you're like, this also could be not true. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think when someone like confirms your fears, it just feels like I have every right to be losing my shit right now. Exactly. You know what I mean? And Which I- is why at the beginning, why I said like, you know, you tend to not agree with people who are like tripping out about something, yeah. even if you're kind of like, mm, like maybe seems weird yeah. just because like confirming someone's fear like that just makes it worse in exactly. a way. Exactly. You know? So like I saw her really like <clears throat> in a moment of like, she was in so much shock. She was freaking out. She was like, I don't know what to do right now. I'm just making a bunch of calls. Like I'm trying to like get us. She's like, I'm going to get us out of this situation. And I'm just like, somebody yeah. save me. You know, like I can't even react because I'm just focused on like. But in this situation, it's like, you're not going to go call another Uber. You know what I mean? But so it's that like- was the biggest, that was the biggest issue is like, once we're in the gas station. Okay. I'm just kind of like, obviously this is not done now the people who are involved in what's going on mm-hmm. need to catch us right so like we're not safe at the gas station and there was a bunch of people that were coming on coming in and were fucking shady and she was feeling that too and that was the stressful part is mm-hmm. that we're in this confinement where we're you know the cameras could poof turn off at any point you know and then it just became weird because there was like a great truck that was you know just like parked like the uber driver never came back Mm -hmm. into the into the gas station which i think if he was like not trying to be that he would have came in and been like look look like i'm not trying to Uh, i don't know about that i don't i don't know but either way either way like the setup of what was going on on the outside of the gas station was very clear what was going on like two people were hovered around the door there was a truck that was just like chilling there there was a bunch of people that were just coming in and just getting like chocolate bars um it wasn't for gas it was none of that it was just like it was a whole setup but you're saying like this was like a group of people who were all together? I think what they do is that there's the Uber driver that's taking you to the destination and then there's the truck that follows behind. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think, I mean, there was a truck that was laid out right in front of the gas station and I was by the camera watching the whole setup and mm-hmm. the two the two people just smoking and staying by there. Like, why would you just get out of a car and just be 
chilling on the mm-hmm. outside of a gas station. You're not putting gas. You're not there. And then a bunch of people are just coming in. And then even some of them were like, I wasn't even near the line to pay. Mm-hmm. I was drinking. I was just holding my Gatorade, like scared, you know, like I was in no shape or form to talk to. Like you knew I wasn't talking to anyone. I wasn't tr- like, it was just not what it was about. And they were like, do you want to go? Do you want to pay? Like, go before me in line. I'm nowhere near the line to pay to yeah. get out. They were trying to get me to get out of the gas station. Right. That was the whole thing. So I'm on the phone. I don't trust calling an Uber. I have no idea what my friend's doing at the back of the gas station, but she's trying to figure shit out. And I decide to just call my friends who we were on the boat with. And I'm mm-hmm. like, look, guys, it's really fucked up situation. Just please. And they know I'm like paranoid. So they're like, okay, like, we're actually just getting an Uber now. We're going to come get you. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I, I didn't trust calling the cops. Like mm-hmm. at this point, you almost feel like everyone is shady and you just want to feel safe. And the best result for me was just to have, it was going to take too much time for anything to feel safe. The best bet for me at this point was just like, they were a bunch of guys in an Uber. Yeah. Just come get us. That yeah. was the best result at yeah. this point because anybody we had called that we were going to feel safe was going to take 20 to 25 minutes and we right. didn't want to. And they were like eight to nine minutes away. So we we're just like, you are in a big SUV. You're like literally six guys. Like, yeah, one girl, like just please come get us. Yeah. So that eight minutes felt like the longest eight minutes of my entire life. 100%. And I know that my friend's boyfriend who had, who, had called the Uber was coming to get us was like I feel like Alessia might just be tripping out yeah when they got to the gas station and he came in the gas station to physically grab us and put us in the Uber he was like that was the weirdest sketchest vibe like Mm -hmm. the people like what was going on at the gas station like I thought you were crazy and then like I saw it for myself mm-hmm. and that same gray truck that is here at the gas station was roaming around like before we were getting on the boat mm-hmm. and afterwards there was a gray truck that was like circling around so right. i think what's going on is that ubers stay at certain locations where they know people might be getting off a dock a boat drunk where yeah. it's easy like hot girls are gonna be there right it's kind of easy to just like get easy target easy target and you get the call right away right mm-hmm. because you're staying around that area so if someone calls you're the closest <clears throat> there exactly and then there's a that great truck was the same fucking great truck that was roaming around while we were getting off and off on the boat but they Mm -hmm. didn't realize that at the time but then when they came to pick us up at the gas station they were like yo that's the gray truck that was circling when we were getting on the boat and off the boat so to me when i was just in the uber at this point i was just like i don't trust anybody Mm -hmm. i don't trust it's uber we're in like he's looking back in the mirror and i'm like he's fucking in on it too like i just had so much anxiety yeah and only once like we got in the uber that i look at my friend and i was like like, she's like, I, I literally can't believe what just happened. Like, yeah. I'm freaking the fuck out. Like, she fell when she jumped out. Like, she yeah. was smaller than me. Like, yeah. she was all bruised up and stuff. But I didn't want to go home at this point. It was yeah. just, like, the adrenaline. Like, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I'm fucking scared. I'm not getting in another Uber. So we had really, like, just chilled with them at their place. And it was just the weirdest experience. Then we had reported it. Uber had called us. We're in a state of shock. My friend's trying to explain the story of what mm-hmm. happened. It was just like the weirdest feeling. And uh, that's when I learned that anxiety exists. And I'm now uh, an anxiety girl. <laughs> like, I just have anxiety now. Like, it's yeah. like Ubers to me freak me out. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I never in my life looked past like, oh my God, a male is driving me. Like, I wonder what he could do to me. Like, mm-hmm. I never, ever had that state of mind. Yeah. As much as I was someone like, oh my God, don't kidnap me. That, yeah. that never crossed my mind. And now, like, it's it's been a journey for sure. I mean, I think it's just like when something like that happens, you it just makes you second guess. Like you said, like you're at the gas station and you're like, everyone's in on it. Like you don't trust anyone. And I think that's the mindset it puts you in even after. So it's like, no matter what you're doing, you just feel like you can't trust anything anymore because of what happened to you. And I think that's especially like, it's, it's even worse because you already had the fear. Yeah. I think sometimes people might develop a fear because of a, a situation like that. But when you already have a fear and it comes to life, it like fuels like an irrational phobia. You get what I'm saying? Because the reality is like, and, it, and it's not necessarily irrational because it does happen a lot, but it becomes irrational when like you start to be like traumatized over everything. It's like you can't go in any Uber because now you believe that like, all, you know what I mean? Like it like feeds into a fear and then makes it, no longer like protecting yourself now becomes like an irrational like phobia yeah. where you start like not trusting anyone and i think like that's why it's like worse for you for sure because you already have like the fear i struggled so much with it mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people always ask like oh you should speak on anxiety mm-hmm. and i never really had my experience and now i feel like i have a whole like different perspective to anxiety mm-hmm. and i think when this all happened, Veronica was coming back from Vegas that day. Yeah. So I was just like, I need to find a way to get to my condo and not call an Uber. Mm -hmm. And Veronica was, were you planning on, on renting a car? I don't think it was, was it in the plans? I was going to rent a car, uh, to just to get there, I think, or like for a couple of days and yeah. you like rent the car for the whole time. They didn't tell me what happened. They had just messaged me like, do whatever you can to rent this car because at a point I, I spent like two or three hours at the rental car area because I didn't have my insurance papers, like all this stuff. It wasn't the same price. And they were like, pay whatever you need to pay, do what you need to do to get this car. So I was like, okay, what the fuck? Like, yeah, like you had no idea. I had no we idea what was happening. We had no idea. It, it happened that day. And yeah. at night I was just like, hey, well, my my girlfriend and her boyfriend don't want to go out and now Mm -hmm. we're stuck in Miami and my place is not in Miami. So Mm -hmm. like, how are we going to get there? So I'm like, okay, so Veronica's landing at this time. And then it was kind of like, okay, well, I guess we're going to go out, like be out because they didn't want to stay out late. So I was like, we need to get out of their condo and I need to wait for Veronica to pick me up. So I need to be somewhere where I feel safe in order to get picked up there. Mm -hmm. So where do we end up guys? A Kiki on the river on a Sunday Okay, it was because everything happened on Sunday. Kiki on a river on Sunday. um, I I just remember being like, what am I doing here? The last place on earth I want to be is at a club. Yeah, I just want to go home. Like I literally like I think I cried myself in the bathroom. I was just like, when is Veronica landing? When is she getting the car? When is she picking us up? Yeah. I think my friend, the way she dealt with it, she was just like, whatever, we're lucky we're alive type thing. Like, I'm drinking. I'm forgetting about this whole situation. And I'm like, I cannot drink because the drink is drugged and someone's trying to get me. Like, that's the type of anxiety I was at. Yeah. So when you picked us up, I was like, oh, my God, like, we're safe, you know, like we're on our way to the condo. And then once we got to the condo, I literally did not want to do anything. I didn't want to get in any Uber. I was scared to leave the condo. I thought people were coming to the condo to get us. I had this like weird mindset where I was like, they had the address to our condo, Mm -hmm. you know? So when you think of it like that and you escaped, you think, well, they have our address. Mm -hmm. So like that was keeping me up at night, knowing that like they were going to try and come get us. Right. 
so I was really going through like something else. You know, I got in an argument with you yeah. and the friend that were there. You could explain like what happened. And well, I just feel like you were in like a really irrational like mindset. Like you were like afraid of everything. But like we were in like a security gated location. Like yeah. there was a lot of things that it was like you don't need to be scared right now. But like obviously when you're talking to somebody who's like at a point where you're like fed into your phobias, it's like really hard to see clearly. And it's like you're actually illogical and it's so hard to like yeah. discuss with somebody that's in a mindset that is illogical when yeah. you're in a logical mindset and then anything I say comes as like well I don't you get what I'm saying like it's like it's two mindsets that like it's so we're it's not such, seeing eye to eye we're not seeing eye to eye and anything I'm gonna say it's like well you don't understand me but anything you're saying is like well you don't make sense do you yeah. know what I'm saying so it's like like I'm trying to tell you that actually what you're saying doesn't make sense like you're fine yeah but there's obviously no confirmation that you can ever give someone in that sense you know what I mean I think for and like, me it was like I had so many open tabs in my head yeah. of what could be and I think when Veronica was like let's talk about this yeah and I yeah. was like, there's nothing to talk about. And you're like, no. And then you go on with what you were well, saying. We initially got into a fight because, well, I didn't say yeah. anything uh, like for anything. I was just like, whatever you want, like we'll drive. Like there were some times where like you would say something that was like too much. And I would be like, no, like enough. Because again, like feeding into someone all the time and like babying someone's phobia yeah. also breeds for like, like sometimes it's like, it's okay to make someone feel like, okay, like I just have to suck it up and go with it because that's again how you get over your fears but i was another extreme yeah and like there was one point where like i woke i was sharing a room with alessia and i woke up and she wasn't there and i had <laughs> messaged her and i was like hey where this are is you so bad because it was like it was like eight or nine o'clock in the morning and i was so confused why she wasn't home because i remember her coming home so i was like that's so odd and i remember her having like spoken to me about something but you seemed fine so i was like that's weird. She came to bed. All was okay. And then when I woke up in the morning, 8 or 9 a.m., I don't remember what it was, she was not there. And I was like, this is really weird because Ale's not the type of person to be even up early. So it's not like <laughs> she's on a run. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, this is really weird that she's not here right now. And now I'm scared. And then I was messaging her, messaging her. She was nowhere to be found. I'm waiting for my friend to wake up. And at this point, like, every... It's like the 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 minutes in the gas station it's like every minute that i'm not getting a text back i'm like yeah. something's wrong here yeah and then i go wake up my other friend and i'm like do you know where alessia is and she's like no like she had like woke me up and said something but like i i i, I don't know where she is like she didn't say anything and i was like what the fuck like now at this point i'm tripping balls i'm like i have no idea where this girl is and i think it was like two or three hours where your mom ended up messaging me or I don't remember if you had answered me first or if your mom texted yeah, me Yeah, so first. let's just tell everyone where I was. Well, yeah, so... So, so yeah, so my, my, my mom's really good friend also has a condo in that building and I was mm -hmm. just like up at night and in my thoughts and I was like messaging my mom and I was just like tripping balls mm -hmm. and she's like, sweetie, just for you to like sleep well, mm -hmm. why don't you just go sleep at the neighbor's house because you're so worried that the uber driver knows your address right just go sleep somewhere else and just leave your friends to rot and get basically and get kidnapped yeah <laughs> so i just went there for peace of mind to sleep because my mind was racing right and i didn't tell you guys i was going right my mind was scatterbrained i don't i didn't lock the door so that's the thing so when i woke up that was the other thing is the door wasn't locked so i was like what the fuck like this is so weird yeah and when i finally when she finally reached out she was like oh like i'm just sleeping at my my 
uh, neighbor's house like I just didn't feel safe and whatever and I like was so angry because I was like first of all I'm already scared for everyone because I'm like obviously it's like not an ideal situation so yeah. already we're all like on high alert that I don't know where you are for so long I'm tripping out I'm like like it's even feeding into my thing of like maybe something could have happened the doors unlocked I'm like now we're at risk of being fucking let's just say they'd show up we're here door unlocked everything so i was like really mad and i think at that point when you came back you were like all chill about it and i was like look i was like i get what you're going through but like we're also all here and like i know that you're feeling some type of way but like we're also caring about your safety and like you cannot just leave without telling us where you are and leaving the door unlocked and like at first you were like what the fuck guys and i was like no i was like what do you because i didn't think i was gonna come back and you guys were gonna be angry because i have no idea guys i didn't lock the door you know when someone just leaves to go sleep somewhere else you're Mm -hmm. like hey like what what's the big deal right and then it was like when i felt like i was getting attacked i was like oh my god like you have no idea what i'm going through like how dare you like add that on to my plate but then, like, in hindsight, now I'm like, yeah, Lala, you're a fucking idiot. Tell your friends you're leaving. Lock yeah. the door. Which I had no idea I didn't lock the door. I had yeah. no idea. My brain was like, yeah. like, just like somebody with no brain, just yeah. like doing things. And like, yeah, so it was hard for me to like apologize on my mm-hmm. part because I didn't see what I was doing wrong because I couldn't, I couldn't see. You're not in a clear mindset. I'm not obviously. in a clear mindset. So Veronica was like look yeah <laughs> so we're fighting i'm literally i think crying at this point i'm literally like i'm going through it and she's like look let's talk about it and i think like it was so hard for me to talk mm-hmm. about it with my other friend because she didn't want to talk about right. it every time i would bring it up she'd shut me down and right. she'd be like i'm drinking yeah like that was her way to numb her everything coping method- her mechanism. coping mechanism was drinking mm-hmm. mine was like i need to talk about it right. she didn't want to talk about it so i didn't know who to talk about it with yeah. so i've been i was dealing with it all mm-hmm. on my own and then when you had got back and then that whole thing happened you were like we're gonna talk about yeah. it yeah and I was well, like, I had said, like, what are you scared of right now? Because what happened happened. And you were like, and then like, you were like brushing me off. And I was like, no, no, like, tell me what you're afraid of. Yeah. And you were like, well, then you started saying like, you know, I'm afraid they might come. And I was like, okay, let's unpack that fear. You're afraid they might show up here. I'm like, God forbid, because Uber, and I had said this to you after I was like, Uber deletes your address as soon as like the trip is completed or whatever happens. Boom, address is deleted. They have no traces. Of it. Let's say they would have the address. There's the complex was like huge it was like 15 buildings of like 50 apartments right so i'm like they don't even have the apartment number here like they have just the simple location of the entrance i'm like they have no idea which location you're in at all um and i was like not only that but it's a gated community there's security there's no way that they would even get through the doors and let's say they and then i was like and then i was thinking about that you're like how would they get through i'm like well if they say they're in uber eats they let them in and you're like okay let's unpack that now like and i'm like okay even if they would get through the doors i'm like you think that they're gonna drive around every single building every single door and know where you are and i think at that point you were like okay like actually like now it's like starting to be like logical thinking again where you're like you're right like it kind of makes sense you know like they wouldn't be able to find us they don't have my and then you're like and then if they get you they have to risk the idea of all these people not seeing what was going on like a lead like exactly and then i was like and also that being said you're also going to be leaving through the only way out which is through security again i'm like do you really think that this is possible and i think me just like forcing you to think logically yeah like rewires your brain to be like okay 
I'm actually not in like a threatening situation, at least for like your house. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I was like, and also that let's say they would even find your place. Like we're three people with, with many neighbors. We're in a locked door. Like there's so many ways that we're safe right now. So like, at least if you can put your mind at ease for that, then like that should be what you can at least like let go of because it's very hard to be in like a state of distress and have no safety. Like sometimes like something distressing can happen. Like for example, like the Uber, like it's obviously next time you're going to get an Uber, you're going to be panicking, but at least you know you're safe when you get to your house. Yeah. But if you feel like- That was like the scariest part is I didn't feel safe even anywhere. at home. Exactly. So that was like the hardest part, yeah. I think. And I think when Veronica kind of like cleared that for me, I swear to God, I instantly, I felt a lot yeah. better. I'm like, okay- I'm safe in the condo. Right. No one's coming for me. In <laughs> then the we condo. didn't leave the condo. <laughs> then now I'm not leaving the condo. And then I was just like, I need to go back home. Yeah. I need to find a flight. Like that but was I the second thing. But the other good things that happened too is like we were. It's spring. And you know what that means? We do a little spring cleaning, you know, in the house, in the closet, and also in your pants. Because <laughs> us ladies, we like a smooth little package to be working with. And what better to get yourself smooth, clean, and fresh than using Manscaped's products, whether it be the Lawnmower 4.0 or any of their hygiene products for men. They have literally everything you need from ball deodorant for when it starts getting hot to a ball toner. They literally have so much, guys, and honestly, it smells amazing. My favorite scent is the Preserve from uh, Manscaped. They have it in a body wash, in a cologne, my personal favorite, but all of their products smell amazing. So if you want to be smelling good and feeling fresh and having your dick look bigger, then head on to Manscaped and use our discount code chemicalx at checkout to receive 20% off your entire order and guys, free shipping. No brainer. No balzer. <laughs> the other good things that happened too is like we were hanging out with people and sometimes we had no choice but to take an Uber. Like it was like, I remember one night we went out and you're like, the last thing I want to do is take an Uber and you like ended up having to take an Uber. Yeah, and so I'll, ex I'll explain that. So we had all went out and we had taken a car to go mm -hmm. out. And then my fear was like, I didn't want to go back to the mm -hmm. condo once I was out. I wanted to stay out with everyone. I became that person who was like... <laughs> the person that it's like, go home. <laughs> go home. Like, you went out. You went for dinner. You went for drinks. You went to the club. Why do you still want to chill? Like, bro, go home. Mm -hmm. And I'm the number one to always want to go home. <laughs> and I didn't want to go home. I'm like, you guys are going to the ship cup? No problem. I'm coming. <laughs> like, anything to be out and right. to just like erase my memory from like anything happening right. so i end up at a fucking strip club alone with all my friends with like you know not close friends of mine yeah um with a guy i was like speaking to and i was just like okay now we're leaving the strip club my fear is happening again mm -hmm. you know because you think i'm getting wasted at the strip club no way no yeah. way i'm just out i'm out but i'm not alive like don't yeah. talk to me <laughs> so they're all like we're calling an uber and I'm just like, and the guy who I was with was like, oh boy, like, cause yeah. he knew what was happening. He's like, okay, she's going to start tripping. And he had told me it's okay. I'll get my private driver. And then guys, you think private drivers are available at fucking 4am when you're leaving a strip club? He's like, I'm just going to call this Uber. We're going to be fine. I start stressing. And I know like I was in the Uber with like th three guys, four girls. And I'm like, guys, I'm on guard. Like yeah. I'm looking left, right. And everyone's just looking at me like Alessia is not well. Yeah. She is not well. <laughs> like, somebody drug her, honestly. <laughs> drug her. 
get her out of this mind state like i feel bad for her fucking drug her <clears throat> so yeah that was the first time i had taken an uber and it was with men <coughs> and i really even with men i didn't feel safe and they're like don't worry okay we'll drop you off mm-hmm. first they're like babying me they're like you'll be the first one dropped off because then i started fearing you know it was going to be just me and the guy in the uber yeah. then i'm like i know what that situation is you at know? this point you're getting off with them you're saying where's the bed that i'm gonna be sleeping no, in? No, you mind if i come in they're literally gonna be going so they were like okay we're gonna drop you off first mm-hmm. so you'll be fine so i'm like okay i felt ease in that i'm like i'm the first one and then as we're driving because the first location was theirs they're like well i know we changed the address but like we're right here our condo's right here you'll be okay like we're not gonna go all the yeah. way back to like we're right here and i was like I didn't, I didn't speak. I was just like, do what you have to do. Like, whatever. So then it's me and the guy in the Uber. And I'm like, we're dying. Yeah. We're dying. And they were asking me, they're like, what happened? What happened? And I'm just staring at the Uber driver. I'm like, maybe they're all on call. I'm like, don't ask me about this. I'm not talking about it. Like I, the anxiety levels. It was yeah. nuts. But it's because like, you're really at this point stuck in like your irrational brain and you're like illogical brain and that's what i had initially explained to you is like anxiety like the nature of anxiety is illogical most of the time and like yes you can have fears and stuff but when you start getting into a mindset like that where like even though you know you're literally with three guys three girls you're you're as safe as you could be literally nothing could happen you're still in this mindset of like what could happen what could happen what could happen and you start tripping out and that's what i had like when i had the talk with you i'd explained like you know as for someone that I dealt with like anxiety and phobias, like for a a lot of my life, I kind of like was able to train my mind out of it. Mm -hmm. And like, I explained to you my way of doing things is like the more information you can get out of a situation will make you feel better because anxiety stems from the fear of the unknown and the fear of the uncontrollable. Right. So the more you do know, the more you're satisfying the part of your brain that's saying, what if this, what if that? And I was like, and I had told you like, go through every scenario that you're afraid of and find your exit strategy. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm laughing so much right now because you have no idea what I did. Well, hundred percent. Wait, do you know what I did? Well, you told me you're like, as you're talking Veronica right now, I'm thinking about if someone will come in, I'm jumping out the back. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, okay. After Veronica had this talk with me, I go back in my room. And I'm still twiddling, guys. I mean, I was fidgeting. I was like, just like, nobody wants to be next to me. Nobody wants to be with me. Like, and I get it. I was like, okay, Veronica said, find your exit. So let's just say they come from the front. How do I feel safe so I can sleep at night? I'm like, okay. So I literally went. I don't think I ever told you this. I went to get a knife in the kitchen. And I went to put it on the balcony. Because the balcony was netted for bugs right. and stuff. So I'm like... I won't be able to get out if the intruders are coming from the front. So I need to put at least a knife Mm -hmm. near the balcony Mm -hmm. so that I can just cut it and like escape. So I did that to feel safe. I was putting extra locks like on the bottom door. I was doing what I could to put my mind as much as at ease ease as I could. And these little things did help me Mm -hmm. feel better. And that's the reality is like sometimes just planning your way out or planning like okay, what could happen? What like realistically, like I think with anxiety, we tend to just let our mind over, like go on overdrive. Spiral. And spiral. And that's the worst thing you could do because you start thinking things that realistically could actually never happen if you just break it down logically. And that's like what I do. Like even if it comes down to, if you need to look up statistics, if you need to look up like, like for me, like one of my big, big Veronica, fears like, I was, I was searching up human trafficking oh. statistics. And let me tell you what it didn't do to my mind. <laughs> it made me think, fuck, 
I'm dying. 100%. It's happening more than I thought. I can't believe my mind was never open to this. So then maybe don't check statistics. Yeah. But I just mean like sometimes you just need to like put your mind at ease in any way that you can and like find your roots of like, okay, let's say my biggest fear happens. How am I getting out of it? How am I saving myself? What's the worst that can happen? And once you start training your mind to think logically and to give yourself the exit strategies, even though they seem like insane like yeah. if i would see you putting a knife i'd be like Allah, what the fuck are you doing yeah but the reality is it gives you the peace of mind for all the other hours of the day that at least you could just be chill knowing that your knife is there does that make sense <laughs> that fucking because, knife because or else yeah. you're just spending every does minute that make going, sense veronica don't ask me ask the audience you're like ask the knife <laughs> ask the knife the knife is like what did i do man <laughs> sometimes your exit strategy guys is just a knife it's crazy <laughs> when you started bringing up knife i go she was gonna stab a guy never oh, mind yeah. i actually and i remember it. thinking because i was thinking like what could i do to make you feel safe and i'm like should i go and get her like a weapon i'm like are you kidding me <laughs> give this girl a weapon give this girl pepper spray she's gonna be pepper spraying every person that comes to the door guys this old lady came to the door that was oh my god we <laughs> forgot my dad because we're not there all the time mm-hmm. tells this one Jeanette girl who yeah. lives in the area to go check up on her condo to make sure everything's and she fine. Has the code. She has the code. She just, like, my dad knew I was there, okay? Yeah. My parents had no idea what was going on. I didn't right. want to worry my mom. My mom was going to fucking book me a flight back yeah. immediately. So I didn't want to tell any of them. So my dad had told his girl, Jeanette, at some point this month, at this point I didn't tell my dad I was going to the, to the condo. So just to check up on it, make sure there's no leakage, whatever. Just... Yeah. Because you were doing construction and stuff We were doing construction and stuff and workers were there at a point. So to tell this Jeanette girl to just go, go check out the, you know, the condo. Yeah. So at a point, guys, my anxiety is racing through me. Like, imagine all this is happening and now you hear your code being unlocked. And all my friends are in the, in the condo. There's no one else who could come in here. Why is the code being unlocked? Like, why do I hear? first they knocked and I was like... Who is that? Oh, yeah. And then the code started being lit. But the way that your door was, it's like a frosted glass. So you could like see a figure, but like you you, you can't see who it is. So like you, she hears a knock and she like goes to look. And then we all hear like the code going in. You're like, and, I like, want to be there for a lab, but like, she, yeah, I was like, okay. And the girl opens the door, but it's like an old lady. And she's like, oh, like I didn't know anyone was here. And Alessia goes, what? And she slams the door <laughs> no. in the face of the old lady. And I was like... <laughs> And I remember getting up and I was like, yo, what the fuck? And I went to open the door. I was like, I'm no, so sorry. I, I closed it. Locked it. Locked it. And I was like. And then she ran in the room and locked herself in the room. So I was like, what the fuck? So I went to the front door and I was like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, oh my God, I didn't know anybody was here. Like, uh, her, uh, like her dad told me to come by and check. I guess like this was before, you know, I was just doing what he has. And she was trembling. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, we didn't expect anyone to come in. Like, no, no, no. But I'm like, and then I went and I'm like, oh, man, seriously, it's literally a grandmother. Like, and that's in that sense. I was like, I give this girl pepper spray. That poor nana is dead on the floor because she's pepper spraying everyone that's going to come around. I was like, the last thing we could do is give you a weapon insane found the knife on your own though (laughs) but at that point the knife wasn't there though i remember it was like the first day the knife was there i wouldn't have ran in the room the room is really no lady yeah (laughs) no i would have ran to the back (laughs) open up if i would have been seeing you i'm going to let dominoes you're there cutting the net (laughs) okay okay no no even after my friends were ordering uber eats i'm like tell them to leave it at the door we're not unlocking because then when i was doing my research i heard that like it happens even when you know uber eats gets Mm. to your door and then like you open the door and then they come in yeah i was like 
Guys, spiraling is an understatement. Like, and I remember also like you left earlier and I had even said like, I think that's the best thing you could do because again, like you have to think you're in a place that you don't know have any family. Like you don't know anyone really there that you feel comfortable and safe. And I think when you're in a stressful situation, you want to gravitate towards people that do make you feel safe. Yeah. And when you're always around people like, yeah, friends that you like ish know, like it's never the same. Ish know, I guess I ish know you. (laughs) No, I didn't mean us. I meant like the people we were hanging out hanging around with you know and it's like yeah we know people but you don't really have that like base and also another thing is being in a city where you actually don't know your surroundings makes it scary especially when you're afraid of something like that because i think we feel comfort in knowing like our exit strategy or like our surroundings and i think when you're somewhere where you don't know what's going on like you and the uber like for example if you were in montreal you'd be able to tell the area you're in but you're in you're in a place where you don't know so your mind is in overdrive always thinking like are we going the right way like am i safe like what's going on so i think the best strategy was for you to leave early because it's just like you're keeping yourself in a place you don't want to be yeah and i think even when i booked my flight back i was like oh my god i booked it in two days like i need to book it today Mm -hmm. i need to leave today i just need to leave like yeah it was really never in my life that i think i wanted to leave miami to go to montreal like if (laughs) anyone knows me i'll do anything to get the fuck out of here montreal sounds like the sickest i'm like montreal is home montreal is safe montreal is where i belong like you guys have no idea and the most stressful part about all this is i left my friends at the condo i left i went home yeah but i had previously before new year's had booked that for my birthday Mm -hmm. i was gonna be away in new york right okay so when i had got back i had what a week to figure out my life my anxiety before my friends are all like well we're going to yeah we're still going to new york right for your birthday everything's booked i'm like i'm like okay now is when the real trauma happens for me yeah. because now I have to overcome how I feel, which is like impossible because mm-hmm. I'm still going through it. But I don't want to stop living and not have my birthday in New York when I plan for this. Yeah. Um. So like I was like spiraling again. Yeah. I'm like, how am I going to do this now? Even if all my friends are coming, this should be the most exciting and amazing trip I have to think about how we're getting around now. So like I started <laughs> Especially asking New York out of all places that it's like I did my research on New York, human trafficking in New York. Forget no, about I was going to say taxis and Ubers. No one has a car in New York. It's not like Miami where people actually you rent a car. Yeah. Then I was like speaking with people. They're like, well, you're better off taking a taxi mm-hmm. like taxi. But then I'm like, well, then can you trace a taxi? Mm-hmm. So like I was really like, I need a private driver. I need a private driver for my birthday weekend. Couldn't get one. Um, and then I was just like, okay, so then you guys know what we were all taking Ubers together. And every time it was Uber time, like the stress I had, like anyone who was talking to me, I couldn't talk to them. Mm-hmm. I was always on the like way <laughs> I was always at the door area. I was always asking for the window down. I think at a point, my friends are drunk in the Uber laughing at me. I'm like looking around, well, looking in the back. I think every time we were laughing. Every time? Well, every time it was like, Allah, I'm glad you have the door, eh? So we all die. No stress. <laughs> and like, I couldn't even laugh with you guys. Was, you guys were saying the most hilarious shit. And I couldn't even partake in it. And it was just like, people were like, like she is not well. Like, what is she doing here in New York? Like, But I think it helped a little bit in the sense where like, okay, like you got to your destination. That was one time you're safe. The yeah. second time safe. Like, It was not the easiest, but it was it was actually what I didn't realize I needed to do in order to just 
Like, I wouldn't say I'm 100% healed. I'll yeah. get in an Uber. I'm putting on my GPS. Yeah. The window's down. I'm doing everything. But I'm I'm getting a little bit better. Like, mm-hmm. I could not step in an Uber alone. Yeah. And, and I, I think- haven't yet stepped in one alone. But I think to get over your fear is to almost, like, put yourself back in the fear. 100%. And I think the good thing is you did it soon after. Because I think the mistake no people... Yeah, but the mistake people make is they develop a phobia or, they, or something scary happens to them, which triggers them to have a phobia. And then it takes them a very long time to ever do that thing again because they immediately, the last thing they want to do is redo that scary situation. So it actually makes it scarier and scarier and scarier. The more you don't do something, the more it becomes like... It, the more you, it, you build you a develop fear a fear, it. yeah. And that's why I think it, in hindsight, was like really good for you to actually force yourself, well, you had no choice, to be in these situations <laughs> because like you right away ripped off the band-aid and right away put your back yourself back into the situation so that you were like, okay, like getting over it little by little because I can imagine if you didn't do that, you'd probably still now not want to go in Ubers because you're in Montreal, you could take your car everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think had you not done that, had you not put yourself in that situation, you would have been a lot further behind in like your healing process than you are now. Absolutely. Just a funny story just to add on to this whole traumatizing experience is the guy I was with obviously knew what was going on. So (laughs) when we had dropped off the other party, like when they were like, hey, well, we're getting out because like our place is right here, like figure it out. So now it's just me and him. And I'm just like, he's talking to me, guys. (laughs) I don't know who he's talking to, but it's not me. Okay. At a point, I'm like, (laughs) looking back, this is so funny, but it's so sad. I look at him and I go, I don't feel safe. (laughs) He's like, okay, you're safe. You're with me. Like, I promise you, like, I'm looking at the address. We're going, you're literally 15 minutes away from your place. Like, we're driving. I'm like, I don't like the way the Uber driver is looking. I'm like, I don't feel safe. I want to get out he's like i don't know how to deal with this girl like he's like i thought she was a chill girl man i didn't realize i'm dealing with a psychopath i'm like i need to get out i'm not safe Mm -hmm. and he was like i think when you're going through that you never want to be with somebody who's like okay relax yeah like we're staying in i don't know i don't know what the right answer is because i think both are bad i think both are bad but he was like no problem we're gonna tell the driver to stop us at the gas station so i'm back at a gas station guys i'm getting out of an uber he's like he's just in the gas station with me and he's like i'm like call your private driver you said you had a private driver why did you lie to me so i'm literally yelling at him guys i'm crying in the gas station i'm like why'd you lie to me like a you're 15 minutes away you're almost home why are you starting this whole spiel now like yeah. irrational thinking yeah. like just like and now i'm like you know what it's actually probably fucking 5 a.m in the morning the like the birds are starting to chirp you're actually more you're not safe in the gas station like i don't know when you thought the gas station was more safe the guy at the gas station seeing me cry him trying to console me it looked like an abusive relationship you know what i mean like yeah he's like i honestly think like i'm gonna go to jail he's like i'm stopping in the gas station for you and like it's looking worse so now he doesn't have his private driver we're in the gas station and what do we gotta do veronica we got to call another Uber. <laughs> so let's just maximize the anxiety again. Let's get back in another Uber. So I'm like, can't you call like a specific? Now I'm like trying to think of what car will make yeah. me feel more safe. He's like, look, we can take a Tesla in the back of a Tesla. There's like the escape thing. So you can jump out at any point. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, take a Tesla. Beautiful. Yeah. So he calls a Tesla. And at this point, he's just looking at me. And I was like, oh, my God, like just like dealing with this fear he's just like eating i just remember he's eating like dibs 
and yeah. he's just in the gas station dealing with me and like I don't know why, like, I felt so much safety in him at that point, because if I think back to what would have happened if I was with, like, like another person, they would have literally been, like, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. we're not stopping. So I yeah. think I felt a lot of safety in him being like, at any point, if you want to get out, we'll get out. I was yeah. like, okay, like, I felt more trusting in that. But yeah. then it, it was like, it was just a fucking hilarious. Like, looking back now, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe, like... <laughs> He was like, probably like, man. He was just like, okay. what the fuck, bro? I just wanted a chill girl. Like, who the fuck is this? And the the thing is, he didn't call the Uber. The other people had called the Uber. So all of a sudden, they see on the maps yeah. that we're stopped at a gas station. So he's writing, yo, are you guys good? What the fuck? Where are you? He's like, we got out. Like, it's fine. But like, oh, my God. What I put people through, you guys have no idea. Like, it was just like. I felt I was literally apologizing to everyone, but only like weeks after and feeling safe and knowing I have my car and knowing I don't have to get it an Uber. Then I was like, sorry, guys. <laughs> but uh, do you feel like now, like, how do you feel like your thought process is now? I think time heals everything. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that with everything yeah. in life. I think time will, I think fighting the fear and time is a recipe for like feeling better. Yeah. Um, Am I 100% healed? Absolutely not. Yeah. Like now I'm like, I'm already like going on another trip and I'm already thinking about like, if I'm renting a car, like how I'm going to go about it. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, like I, I'm not definitely 100% healed. But like you said, like I just try and put the worst scenario out there and then kind of like puzzle solve it. Yeah. To put my mind at ease. And I think for anyone who's dealing with anxiety, well, either one have a best friend like Veronica, who's just going to like sit down and make it logical for you. Because I think what a lot of people don't realize, too, is that you need to talk about it. Like, I really struggled with like, I I don't struggle with talking about it because, guys, you know, I could not shut up. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I won't shut up. But like, you need to talk about it. And some people, everyone deals with it differently, but I needed to talk about yeah. it. You know what the scariest thing was, was like, I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that like, I got out of that situation. And like, what would have been mm-hmm. if I didn't? And I think that was eating me up alive is like, I'm alive right now, but I don't know why. And I think a lot of people yeah. will like, try and think like, why me? Why did I escape? Like, you almost think like, where would I be if I didn't get out of this? Why was I sitting on that side why was i not sitting behind the passenger Mm -hmm. like you almost start to believe like everything does happen for a reason Mm -hmm. and there was totally a reason for me sitting there to be able to see that what would have been and then i start thinking like i'd be a sex slave and i would get out to my location and then i'd be injected and then i'd be put on a boat and like my mind was thinking of all these things and it's just like that was the hardest part is is kind of like beating yourself Mm -hmm. up over the fact that like you shouldn't be here right now and like you're lucky and yeah i think that's the scariest part about going through anything in life yeah. is the the unknown the unknown of what would have been yeah you know and it's like easy for people to be like well no like it's just wasn't your time like it it wasn't for you and it's like easier said than done mm-hmm. and then i start thinking like what was the reason for me having to like live longer and like escape and then i i felt so much like anxiety for people who have gone through this mm-hmm. and i couldn't help but think of like people who this happened to and didn't escape yeah like that was really scary to me too and then it was just like i was like oh my god like i i want to 
warn people. I have so many friends who are here taking mm-hmm. Ubers and don't even think of these things. Like I remember posting on my Instagram story without giving context because there was no way I was giving context at that yeah. point. I was just like, guys, just be careful. For me, the fact that the the intercom at the airport um, was like a sign for me and me breaking my nail and having mm-hmm. another girl tell me like these were all signs in my story of why it didn't happen to me um, and being aware. I think one thing I never lack is like being aware in situations. Yeah. And I think my mom instilled that like at a young age. So I think if there was anyone who would escape, I feel like it would have been me. Right. But also like, I wonder if living a life where my mom didn't instill this fear in me is a good or bad thing, you know, because yeah. it's good and it's bad. It's a hundred percent. And I even said, you know, had it been me in that situation, had it even been me in the car, like knowing me, I would have overlooked any like weird signal and just been like, no, it's fine. It's all fine because I don't think the same way you think. And in that situation, obviously the way you think is what saved helped you. Do yeah. you know what I'm saying? And it's like, for me, I would have just been like, I don't think the worst in those situations. I'm just like, it's fine. Like, it's just, it's weird. Yeah, but it's fine. And I think like that, and I had even said that to you, like for sure me, like I would have yeah. never got, I would have never noticed anything. I would have been in that car wherever it was bringing me. And I think that's the thing too that I had said is like, you have to stop your thought process at what happened. You only know what happened. You don't know anything else. So stop creating a story that you don't know. And that because you can't control. It, you can't control it. And you don't even know if that was going to happen or, or what would have happened. So it's like, just leave your mind at what you do know and what you do know happened. And that's it. Because if you start creating like, this is what was going to happen and this is where they were going to take me and this is what's going to be. It's like, just as much as that could have happened, the same could have also not happened. And it could have just been a bunch of weird circumstances that happened to end in nothing. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, if you bring yourself so much on the worst situation mm-hmm. possible, you're creating an, another anxiety for yourself that didn't even happen. Yeah. And that's the reality of what anxiety is, is it's a lot of fear over things that don't happen, mm-hmm. that haven't happened or whatever. So I was like, you also have to like stop yourself at like what did happen. And that's all you know. All you know is what happened. Yeah. Outside of that, <clears> don't <throat> start creating like a narrative of like, these guys were here and the guy here was in on it. And like, this is where they were going to take me because that's only going to make it worse for you. You know? I know. I think the thing that <clears throat> suffered the most with this was the fact that I'm spontaneous because I think it took away a lot of that for mm-hmm. me. Like, you guys know I always talk about like, yeah, take that trip, do that thing. Like, after this, I felt like floor is lava. Like, I felt like... <laughs> it i like it ripped a part of my spontaneousness Mm -hmm. is that the words yeah i feel like i started to control situations instead of letting Mm -hmm. things happen like yeah naturally and i'm mad about that part and i'm trying to get that back i'm not healed in that sense like now i'm like controlling situations i and it made me start to think like i don't know like now i'm ready to have a partner and i want to travel with them and i want to feel a little bit more safe like i've done all these things where i'm like oh you're good and now it just made me like you know i don't know which i think the the thing i look for the most in a relationship is feeling safe and i think it was even more apparent after what happened i was Mm -hmm. like i just want to feel safe with my partner and anyone i have in my life almost you know yeah But I mean, like, obviously, the good thing is to also feel safe, like within yourself and like do what you can to be safe on your own. Because I think 
<laughs> but I'm saying like I think if we lean too much on for someone sure, else, like for sure, that's also not good. But obviously, like you did what you could. Yeah, like even my girlfriend, she's like, I'm here going to Italy for three months. People say like, be careful. She's like, I'm yeah. roaming the streets. She's yeah. like, now like I'm looking at it a bit differently after yeah. this incident. Like I don't think I would just go alone. Like I kind of want to do it with a partner now. Like it's like these little things, these fears that happen that you're like maybe. Like, it's good to live a naive life, but, like, it's hard to still have that mentality after something happens. Absolutely. And I think it's, like, it's it's a blessing and a curse because the reality yeah, is it living is. a naive life, yes, is blissful, but it also puts you in situations, like I said, I would be in that car yeah. injected going to God knows where <laughs> on whatever boat. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I would have been, like, yeah, I love the windows up. It's fine. You know? <laughs> yeah. Turn the music up, He's actually, so, nice, so actually. they don't hear my screams. <laughs> He's so nice to actually put the air conditioning, man. Why can't every Uber just yeah. do that? Fuck, I hate when the windows are down. But like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, it's a blessing to live naively and you could slide on by with life and nothing bad could ever happen. And, you know, the the curse is living in a life of anxiety of like assessing every situation. It's shit and it's shit most of the time. But it also, if there is a situation that would arise, at least you're prepared for it. At least you're aware. Yeah. And I think it's just trying to find that balance of like, keeping yourself safe but still living the life that you want to live and i think sometimes you need to take risks you know traveling anywhere is a risk i mean even just going to mexico on a resort is a risk right now and i think it's like sometimes you need to take the risk for the reward but also like don't go out and do things that are like okay very you know what i mean like you're putting yourself in a situation that's not ideal so i think it's just about having that balance of like being able to live and knowing that certain things could happen but still doing it it's like getting on a plane you know we know there's a small small chance that plane could crash but we still do it because we want to explore the world or we want to visit new places right i remember you were telling me a story where you were like in la and you were walking through like a strip where you started to feel really like Mm -hmm. stressed but then what you left and you were good well, I remember, so I'm really, and I've spoken about this in the past, I'm really not a scared person yeah. in like cities and I've always felt comfortable being by myself. Um, and I think the first time I felt fear was when I lived in Australia by myself and I did not know anyone there. And I think that was the most isolated I ever felt because I was like, whoa, like I have no one to, I don't even know the 911 number. Like I, yeah. I remember having this like wave of like fear And I think being in that situation, I even more so developed a tough character. Mm -hmm. But when I was in L.A., I remember one of the first times I went to L.A. It it might have even been the first time I went to L.A. I remember it was a time where everybody was like, you know, the crime rate is really high. People are getting robbed left and right. You know, it's like really dangerous right now. And also like human trafficking is very close to like... um mexico and stuff like in la it's, yeah it's like num- it's like the second place texas is first no this is somebody who did a research texas is first uh la is second and i think miami might be like third or fourth anyway but anyways anyway. i was not so i wasn't afraid of that at the time but what i had did is i was staying on the sunset boulevard and i took an uber to go to a breakfast place just to pick up like a little breakfast sandwich and the uber was it was a five minute drive okay on sunset boulevard so i'm not thinking at this point like like i'm just thinking i'm staying in my area and i went on the i got in the uber and we started driving and as we were driving keep in mind this was a five minute drive like very abruptly i found like the surroundings just got like different like it's definitely seemed a little bit more of a sketch area to mm-hmm. be in and i was like Oof, and that's like, the thing with la there's really like you're it's really like you're one in a good street spot to the next. yeah yeah so 
we had like just i guess because where i was staying i guess was just on the border so as soon as we just passed that little area all of a sudden we seemed to be in like a sketch area and the breakfast place that i had put in to go to was in like a strip mall and it was kind of like an egg slot type of breakfast okay. place you know what i mean like just like a yeah. quick fast whatever but i didn't look where it was or anything and it was in a strip mall and i remember i had my sister's dog with me and i'm like Mingya, the most dog that could never save me in my life never. i have to save him actually um, they're gonna steal you and the dog literally that's actually like real estate right there you want to just throw him under the bag so i remember and i was wearing like just like and it's in situations like this where you start thinking like i wish i didn't wear this i wish i didn't do my makeup and i know it's bad to say but like you start being like i wish i just had a sweater to yeah. cover my body or yeah, something yeah, yeah. because i feel so naked and obviously it was summer i was in like uh i was in like a workout outfit like tights and like a like a, a tank top or something and show that body the, the uber like as the uber was dropping me off i remember being in the uber and being like i don't want to get out of this car because i could in the parking lot like there was like a bunch of guys like very gangstery like just lingering around like a guy with no top like leaning on his car like this like i could tell it just seems sketch but my mind is always to just push through push through push through you're gonna be fine so i forced myself to get out of the uber and I went to order my sandwich, but I was literally trembling because everyone was like, you know, when you could tell everyone is eyeing you. And I was like, I feel like I'm going to get robbed right now. Like, I just don't feel like I'm at the right place. My robbed fear was that I was going to get sex traffic. No, my fear was that I was going to get robbed. Like what was happening? It was, it was very much like you're going to get robbed type of situation. And I was just like in there and it, it was specifically said on the door, like, wait for your order outside. Like you can't be inside. And I didn't give a motherfuck. I was literally standing at the and window. And you're already trembling. calling an Uber, right? And I had already called an Uber. The second my other Uber left, I called another Uber because I was like, I, I, I need to just like, I was almost going to leave without getting my thing because I was like, I so don't feel safe in this situation. And obviously nothing happened. But like, I have a question. Was the breakfast worth it? definitely not it wasn't even good <laughs> it wasn't good it wasn't even good but i just remember like that for me was the most scared that i ever felt and i was like i never felt more like like a pit in your stomach just like vulnerable actually yeah was what i felt i felt really vulnerable i felt really alone and i felt like this guy could just rip my bag off my body and rob me and like i can't do anything about it like i'm literally so alone you see it's crazy that you're thinking rob because i would be like here take it all like <clears throat> robbing is the least of my concerns i'm like are they taking me but i think it's just like assessing the situation yeah. also and it wasn't like that like okay. it didn't feel like i'm gonna get kidnapped in this car it felt very much like i'm somebody's gonna pull out a gun and rob me you know and i think i was just i i never felt more scared than in that situation because i was alone because of like i was just like dressed i guess like in tight clothing and like i just felt like this little girl like i literally felt five years old yeah, yeah and yeah. i don't know how to more to explain that but i felt like this little girl that we could just like push over and i never felt more like <gasps> because i carry myself i'm very like i i find i'm very carry myself in a way where it's like don't fuck with me in yeah. a way and like i feel that for myself but in this situation i was like like I was literally like help, like help yeah, walk yeah. into my car. Like I felt so like like a baby, like a like baby. Lost. Like I didn't know what to do, but like obviously nothing happened. But it's just to say, in those situations, you feel so helpless. Like yeah. you feel like this guy could just come and take me, take what he wants from me, and I can't do anything about it because I'm alone. I think that's another thing that's really scary about being a woman. It's like dressing a certain way. It's like we can't feel like we do it for ourselves like we're like okay we yeah. don't care but it's like it's scary to think about how other people perceive us it's also the environment too it's like yeah. that same outfit if i was walking down near my 
my my hotel it would have been nothing but the fact that i was in an area where i just felt so vulnerable yeah. i was like i wish that i looked like a boy right now like i wish i was in yeah. joggers and a hoodie and i didn't have this dog with me like i wish i i was in the scraggliest clothes it's crazy you know? it's and that that's why we say like women are so sexualized and it's like <clears throat> it's hard it's it's oh my god i'm like literally have shivers yeah. so and it just i i think it's just crazy and it's crazy to think like we always want to go off and show off and people want to show off their brands they want to show off their purses they even show bodies off their like even after what happened i was like a bit like I was covering up more. Yeah. It really like affected. Now I'm back naked again, guys. You <laughs> could tell I'm feeling good again, but I really changed. Yeah. And I think it's not because like, obviously you can wear what you want. And I don't think that it just because you're wearing something revealing means that you should get fucking kidnapped. But I yeah. think it's just these things that we feel we need to do for our own protection. And yeah. it's like, it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't. But it's just, it's just insane. You know, it's, it's crazy. Especially I think it's the most is when you're outside of your like, city yeah and i think that's for me where i start to feel like i don't know because i don't know the streets i don't know where i am i don't know if i'm in a safe area or not a safe area like here it's like i know the borders i know even if i'm in an unsafe area i know where i am i know what's up but i feel like outside of your city you're just like so out of your comfort zone and you don't really know how to navigate the situation and it's like who am i gonna call like if something happens who am i calling mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so i think it's just there where you're like so much more on high alert but I think it's good to be aware. It's good to be careful. But I think there's don't also... Don't also like, make it consume your life. Don't make it consume you. Don't make it run your decisions. I also don't make decisions yeah. based off the fear that something could happen. I also think another thing that helps is like when you're go when you're spiraling and you're like, oh my God, I know this is going to... You have to trick your brain and just like think of anything else. Be yeah. like, okay, what do I have to do today? Like anything you could do to mm -hmm. trick your mind from going in that hole will help you. Yeah. Like anything like something you have to do something like you're like okay yeah, i know i'm doing this i'm doing this like you have to like play with your mind so there's actually this thing that i do that it's it's for anxiety and it's when you're having an anxiety attack or when you're well i guess spiraling would be an anxiety attack yeah but like when you're having an anxiety attack it's like a, it's called like the 333 method and basically what you do is you have to like and it's a way to like trick your mind so basically, if you're having a panic attack or overthinking something, you think of like name three things you could see. So I'd be like, OK, telephone. OK, uh, like tripod. OK, light. And then three things that you hear. So then you have to try and like listen for like three sounds. OK, so like I hear like a girl talking behind me. I hear like the car in the front. I hear like the fan going. And then. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then uh, I think the other thing is three colors or something like that. You have to focus on three colors so like blue thing and once you put yourself through that you find in the end not only did you change your mind you're no longer panicking but you start thinking like when you start thinking blue you're like oh yeah i forgot that i had to, oh yeah i had to do this thing and then your mind automatically just switches to other things a lot of the times i don't even get through all the three things because i end up just wandering off in my mind but it's a really good tactic to like calm your mind calm yourself and help yourself think about something else wow and like i use it in a lot of scenarios where i start like panicking i always do that and it just like clears my mind i think it's a really good tactic well honestly. yeah i think we should have started the episode with that Minga. actually you gave me all the help with this uber situation and you never told 
sold me this one. What the fuck? She's like, yeah, I use this, but uh, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna keep this one for me. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's something. I, I'm. I'm pretty sure I did tell you. I don't know, Veronica. You're in a bad state. I was in a bad state. I'll, could, I'll gaslight you and tell you that I told you. You could you have told me. Uh, literally, my guy at that point could have been like, I cheated on you. I fucked your mother. I did this, and I'd be like, even like, can you bring me to the car? You'd have been like, can you get a bri- private driver? <laughs> like, literally, I could have heard anything and i would have been like it's okay i forgive you can you bring me like it was nuts anyway guys i hope for anyone who's listening to this is you know aware that human trafficking one is happening two if you have any type of anxiety i hope this episode just like helped you in any way Mm -hmm. i think i think it should have i think the people with fears of getting kidnapped didn't help their anxiety maybe it made it worse but it's okay well, I also wanted to make people aware, like, mm-hmm. fuck Uber. Like, yeah. I'm not even going to get into that. But I just, if it can help one person, you know, because yeah. a lot of people also go through like suing and stuff. And then like the the rights of that is like, you cannot speak about it. Yeah. And if this can help one person or save one person's life, like, or help somebody who deals with anxiety on mm-hmm. the daily, then we did our job here today. Absolutely. Finally, a useful episode. Fuck. <laughs> Finally, one not about fucking men. Fuck men. useless episodes, but we got one. We, we got, got one. one. We got one. This is the one. <laughs> See, Ella, that's the reason you have to get out of that car. <laughs> For this episode. And I even thought, I'm like, wow, like, I would have been kidnapped. My life would have been taken. I went, fuck Veronica. She really, her, the podcast picks up. Good for her, honestly. One person's winning out of this. Furl went missing oh in my Miami. God. My God, the fucking viewers would have. I would have to make a flyer. My co-host got kidnapped. <laughs> You'd be flying. I'm actually so sorry. I'm so sorry you have to do this you the lo- long way. <laughs> I, yeah, I lost out on so many views. <laughs> it's crazy. So selfish. You couldn't just stay in that car. That would have been amazing. (laughs) Anyways, guys, we love you. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening.